0: It's the Hoffman Show. We're on the Team 980. We're always live as well on the free Odyssey app. We are streaming live on YouTube at the Team 980. Of course, if you miss any part of the show or if, uh, I don't know, the first part of the show has goofy audio because of uh, some kind of witchery that took over our engineering... Uh, then then you should check out the on-demand versions of, of things. Uh, we will post up, by the way, first and 10 with all the proper audio and, and everything adjusted correctly uh, after we had a snafu earlier on the video side of things. Uh, that will be up in just a little bit at the Team 980 and at Craig Hoffman. So make sure you are subscribed to have that pop right up to the top of your YouTube recommended Videos Uh, Right now, though, normally we would do Not My Beat. We're going to flip some things around as we obviously have just the four shows this week. Hope everyone had a Merry Christmas and got to enjoy some time off or time doing something you love yesterday, uh, regardless of whether you were celebrating the holiday or not. Uh, But we are going to take some calls from you at 301-230-0980. That is, of course, the Ace Law listener line. If you're in a wreck, Ace Law helps you get a check. Call 8888-Ace Law. And the simple question is, What would you do at quarterback this week for the Commanders? Would you start Sam Howell? Would you start Jacoby Brissett? Um, I guess if you want to start Jake Fromm or there's a free agent out there for you, we're not going to say no until you get on the air. But really, it's between Howell and Brissett. So what do you do? Uh, let's, Let's get things started with Devon. Devon, thanks for calling. You are on The Hoffman Show.
1: What's up, Craig? Happy holidays, man. Um, Happy holidays to you, too, I don't see them. Yeah, I I typically, like I told you before, man, I'm always listening to you. One of my favorite shows on the Sports Talk. And you think you're very, very, very smart. And and, and you know what you're talking about. And 98.9% I agree with everything. (laughs) But, but. But but (laughs) today's topic, I do not see the Merrick in holding him back. For the simple reason is, like, um, it, it was for him this whole season. And if he can't get through this, he just can't get through this, and they let us mm-hmm. know. But like the, uh, like the guy said earlier that you tape where I, I forgot his name.
0: Yeah, with Mark. Yeah.
1: You you gotta allow, allow him to put as much tape as he can out there, and as long as he's healthy enough. Because a couple weeks ago we were saying, oh, he took like forty something sacks, <laughs> and he still was going out there. So it's like. If he just shook and seeing ghosts, you got to get through that because we need to see, are you the guy? So holding him back just this week because San Francis defense is the best one, number one and number two at the Baltimore, the best defense, you got to go through that. You in the NFL, you're not a baby. So it's like if you hold him out this week and then he played good last year against Cowboys, Cowboys he might just got the knack for the Cowboys and he go out hey. there and throw for 404 touchdowns. You can't just hang your hat on that and then evaluate him. He gets the rest of the season, and let's be honest. Before I take it off the air, the last two weeks when Brissett came back in, we we almost came back and won them games. So if you start Brissett, it's any given Sunday. So Brissett clearly is operating the offense better. You we mess around and we'll beat San Francisco. No. You you put him out there. I want. Oh, it's only two more games left, man. We've been watching this movie this long. Why not two more episodes and it's over?
0: Yeah. No. So I. Yeah. No. Devon, I appreciate the call, and I think I don't think that it's uh, you're you're way off point. Um, I do think that I'm not scared. I'm not. I'll put it this way. I'm not scared they're going to beat San Francisco with. Although there was a bunch of injuries for the Niners last night, on top of uh, what a crazy game that was, which we'll talk about when we go around the NFL at five thirty. But um, I'm not scared they're going to beat the Niners just because Brissette's in there. Am I more scared they'll beat the Niners than if Howell's in there? Absolutely. So from the draft position standpoint, I yes. Um, Offering Sam Howell as a sacrificial lamb is probably the best thing if you want to keep this number three and potentially even move up to the number two overall pick. However, to the larger point here, I think – People underestimate the control you have over some of the stuff that Devon was talking about. We gotta find out if he's the guy. Guys aren't born. There are there are rare guys where that is the case, right? Like Peyton Manning could have gone to any team in the league with pretty much any coach, and he was so smart and so talented, so physically gifted that he was six foot. I mean, what was the old the old commercial they had? Six foot six, laser rocket arm. Like Peyton Manning, genetically, everything else, was born to play NFL quarterback at a Hall of Fame level. Those guys are not even once in a generation. Most even great players benefit tremendously from their circumstances. And so the choices you make with and for them matter on their ability to ultimately succeed. In other words, I don't think playing Sam Howell next week and benching Sam Howe for a week lead to the same result in the end. This, there's not an inevitability there. Like, if you just keep throwing a guy out there, he becomes David Carr. There, The inevitability is he gets so beat up, he never gets to reset, he never gains the confidence, he never learns, he just keeps taking a beating, and that's who he becomes. He becomes the beat-up quarterback who can't see a defense, can't read it, is his hot feet in the pocket, and is just scared to, to get hit all the time and doesn't actually learn how to execute. The alternative is he's Kirk Cousins. He gets benched a couple of times as a young player, learns, has time to process, maybe goes out, makes some more mistakes, gets benched again, but eventually it pans out for him. I don't think that if Kirk had just... Kept playing as a young player that he necessarily would have figured it out. In the same way that I think if David Carr, a former number one overall pick, had a better offensive line, better running backs, better everything when he got drafted there to Houston and maybe even got to sit for a year, that he would have still been a bust. It's possible. But I don't think it's written from the time that you're born or the time that you enter the league. And so to say, oh, we got to find out. No, 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 no. We, fans and media, need to find out. They, the people actually making the decision, need to do the thing that is the best to create the outcome that's desired. If you want Sam to succeed, you have to figure out what the best thing is for Sam. This is why I've hated the approach all year long because I don't think this let's throw him to the wolves and see what happens nonsense that Ron and Eric seem to be on is the best way to actually find out if Sam can play. I think it's by insulating and incubating your quarterback behind a good offensive line, like the Eagles have done with Jalen Hurts, by making sure they have premier skill positions, like a young Patrick Mahomes had with. Uh, Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey in Kansas City. It's by having a good running game and leaning into it like Dak Prescott had in Dallas. You name a young quarterback, and there's no better example than the greatest of all time. Tom Brady wasn't the reason the Patriots won maybe even their first three Super Bowls, but certainly their first one when he took over for Drew Bledsoe. He just had to manage the game. Don't turn the football over. Make the seven or eight throws in a game that you need to. Mostly hand the ball off and rely on the fact that your defense is great. Sam didn't have that luxury. Sam is highly leveraged. And at the very least, taking one week off to be able to see Jacoby operate this offense, to understand the timing of it, to see what it looks like when you trust the offensive line and you sit in the pocket, and you deliver the ball on time, on target, to realize what on time actually means from a timing mechanism, from the sideline, that would be beneficial to me. Not to mention, I do think there is a physical safety element. People say, oh, he was sacked 50-11 times, and he still is just fine, or, and he was just fine earlier in the year. Clearly not. I think there's been that cumulative effect of taking that many hits, whether it's physical or mental, because he just knows if he's going to get hit. And the reality is, if he played differently, he wouldn't. And I think Jacoby can show him that, so I would let Jacoby show him that. 301-230-0980 is the Ace Law listener line. We take more of your calls next on the Hoffman Show on the Team 980 and always live on the free Odyssey app. It's the Hoffman Show on the Team 980. Always live as well on the free Odyssey app. Taking your calls on the Ace Law listener line. If you're on a rec, Ace Law helps you get a chat Call 8888 Ace Law. Around the NFL with Anthony coming up at 530. Our pick six at six. We'll see how that goes. Uh, And then Dave Johnson will join us because it is a Wizards game day coming up at 615. Keep going with the calls, though. Uh, Let's go to Rev T. Rev, thanks for calling. You are on the Hoffman Show.
2: Man, what's going on? Merry Christmas. Oh no, Y'all changed up. What happened to Lionel and Doc talking? Man, this Craig name?
0: I've had this show for two years.
2: No, no, but I just thought I heard Doc and Lionel talking. I thought they were sitting there for you. Oh, this you you Craig Hoffman?
0: Uh, nope. They were they're on the fan. They're in for Grant and Danny.
2: Oh, man, don't worry about it. Merry Christmas to Merry, you, brother. Merry Christmas. But listen, listen. listen. Listen here though, man. What, what I wanted to tell you was this about the quarterback. They submit Sam Howell. And and I want people to understand, brother Craig, uh, it's not because Sam Howell is bad, but if you don't recognize a concussed man when you see one, and something is wrong. That man been concussed for about three, four weeks now. He, you, you ever heard, hey, Craig, you ever heard a song that say slow motion, baby, slow motion, baby? That's what's happening with Hal right now. And at this point, I haven't right, seen okay. enough we're,
0: for the- You can't mess up the song lyric. You can't get the host wrong. And you can't pretend you're smarter than the doctors. Three strikes. I know Rev T is a caller legend. I know it's the holiday season. But Anthony, that was not, not Rev T's best there. And we just can't. We're about doing the best on this show. That was three strikes and he's out, man. I hated to do it, but it's slow motion for me.
3: Yeah, I I we don't can't. know how he got you, Doc, and
0: Linnell. I mean, I know on the YouTube stream oh, the earlier. Stream. Okay, okay. So the thing is, here's the thing though: on the YouTube stream. Doc and Linnell, cause they were over on the fan. We had the fans audio bleed through over here. I know why it happened. Basically they switched some things around when we had the, the holiday show for the junkies on Friday and then some stuff didn't get switched back. It happens. It's a holiday weekend, whatever. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not been out of shape, but if you watched, you could see me. So there, it wasn't happening. I don't think on our, it, actually I checked. It wasn't happening on our stream. I don't think it was happening on the radio. Um, So he just, he messed up his own radio and then, and then he, the concussion thing, that makes me uncomfortable. I don't like, I don't like, uh, diagnosing medical opinions from random people who are watching on television, but then you messed up the juvenile lyric and that's just, we can't have that. It's juvenile, right? I'm not, I'm not making a fool of myself there.
3: Slow motion for me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We can't, we can't, we can't be doing that. Anyway, it's the Ace Law listener line where you never know what's going to happen. 301-230-0980. Let's go to Nate. Nate, thanks for calling. Good luck following that.
4: All right, well, I'm not going to mess with no song lyrics. I just want to say, I'm going to try not to be as long-winded, but I just want to preface this real quick. I'm actually not a Commanders fan, but I am a born and raised DMV native. My family's from D.C. I live here. I listen to this channel. All the time I've been listening to it since um, Steve Zabin and it was all, it's Tony Kornheiser, okay? so I, yeah. and, and I watch a lot of the games because the Packers usually play at four or prime time, so I get to see this commanders. <laughs> they on play clock, at one o'clock
0: all the time unless they're on the West Coast. We got it.
4: Yeah. So this is what I'm going to say. I think it has been proven now. First of all, I believe Brissett should have been starting since last week when he almost brought y'all back. That should have been indicated that he needed to start this week. And I think it's also safe to say that it, I feel like it's clear now that Brissett should have been starting from week one. And it seems like Ron and me went into this season trying to bank on developing Sam Howe. And if they could turn him into a top 10 a, a quarterback lookalike, um, that, they, that would be a better opportunity for them to save their jobs than if they were winning games. So For sure. I, but he, they, they, here would be
0: my question, right? Is let's say Jacoby does start from week one. What do you think the record is? I think whatever, I, I'm not going to give a prediction on that, but
4: I do think they've been in enough close games that if they did start from week one, they'd be in the playoff
0: race. I don't whatever disagree whatever with you. Be. I, to be clear, I don't disagree with you. But what they wouldn't have is any kind of long term plan. It would be another but, nine and eight season, probably somewhere in that range. Where you don't have a long-term plan and you are you literally just repeat the same season that you've had for four That's years. That's true. But here, I know you got to get some more calls, and I'll let you. But but yeah, here,
4: let me just say my points, and then you can. I'll listen to you. I appreciate but, it. So, but here's my thing. Um, that may be true, but you still necessarily don't know if he's the guy for the future because now you have a top five pick potentially, or whatever's going to be, and most likely they're going to try to draft another quarter. They're going to fire the head coach, yep. hire a new GM. And yep. we all know, unless Sam Howe was Patrick Mahomes or, or, or uh, Lamar Jackson or somebody of that ilk where you saw clearly he was a guy that you could build something around, then the next guy would say, okay, I want him. But you're going to have a new GM and a yep. new head coach, and we know historically those guys want their own guy. Okay? So, and to me it seems like Ron – he, he, he did the same thing he did with Wentz and, and Fitzmagic and, and uh, um, the other guy uh, from KC. From K- no, not even Heineke. Um, the guy who broke his leg.
0: Oh, Alex Smith.
4: Alex Smith. They did the same thing where they had someone else before and they just messed up the whole thing. And I feel like at this point, even though this might make some people upset, uh, it seems like they made their mind up whether he was good enough in practice I, and appreciated. Uh,
0: here, here's the um, thing. I'm gonna let you go, but I appreciate the call. Thanks for on, thanks on, for listening. No, I I I gotta let you go. Because it's not that you're saying anything wrong. It's that you think those things are bad things and the rest of us think that those are good things. Finding out if Sam was that it was a hidden gem was worth it. You find out the answer is probably not unless another coach is like, actually, I saw enough early in the season to see it. He, this guy's going to be great. I don't know what the hell the enemy was doing. Like, maybe that is what some coach or the next GM thinks. The point is finding out was more important than winning 10 games and getting or nine games and getting smoked in the first round of the playoffs. Wasting another season treading water is worse and winding up with a middle draft pick is worse than winning. Finding out you're actually not even close, and getting a top five pick—not just in the first round, but every round. Every round you get a top five pick. You get one of the best players at every point in the draft. That's awesome. The whole—if your—if your whole thing is like, well, they were going to lose their jobs and rebuild anyway. Wouldn't you rather rebuild with more resources? It's not that anything that Nate said was wrong. It's that his conclusion was wrong. Correct data, bad conclusion. The right conclusion is, awesome, excellent, we found out. Not, hey, we got this fifth rounder we took a couple years ago. Do we think he could be a part of the solution? He's got no experience, and we won nine games with a guy who is clearly not uh, in our future plans because he's on a one-year contract. And also, their defense has been the worst in the NFL. So, I, I maybe the nine games with Brissett is like, Incredibly optimistic, probably looking closer to seven. So all you do is miss the playoffs with a worse, with a better record, and thus a worse draft pick. So it's not that you're wrong that they would have been a better football team with Jacoby Brissett. It's that it was worth finding out if Sam Howell was the guy or not. Last but not least, let's go to Derek in Arizona. Derek, thanks for holding. You're on the Hoffman Show. Yeah.
5: Hey guys, thanks for uh, thanks for taking my call and uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays both to you and Craig and Anthony.
0: Thank you, um, you too.
5: Just uh, well, first of all, I just wanted to piggyback on what you on your response there to to Nate. I'm 100 percent behind you. Like I would rather take this season as opposed to an eight eight and nine nine and eight or even a because we all know Ron has it in him an eight eight and one season or something like that <laughs> with With no answers to look forward to. Um, On top of that, I mean, who's to say if we're around 500 around the trade deadline, are we trading Chase Young and Montez Sweat and getting those picks, which makes our team more attractive to potential GMs and head coaches? Um, So, I mean, I'm I'm with you. I I'd rather take the this bottoming out and just know what we have as opposed to. Maybe we win a couple games, but we still don't know that much, and we're middle of the pack still.
0: Yeah, totally. Uh, in terms
5: of picking and everything. But uh, in terms of the do we start Howell uh, question, I'm, um, I kind of see all angles. I mean, I can see just playing through it. I can see just benching him and going with uh, 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 Jacoby. But I think I'm kind of, I think I'm kind of with you. Where as I'd rather just bench him this week and. What uh, the previous caller before, Nate, I think, yeah. was talking about him being concussed. I don't know if uh, – I don't believe that at all medically, but I can see that – I can maybe see maybe what he might have been trying to say. Yeah, he's he's
0: definitely like shell-shocked. You look at him and he
5: he's shell-shocked, exactly. And you can see it. Right. You can call it regression. You can call it whatever you want to over the course of the season. You know, over the course of the season, he's taking all these sacks, but he's hitting, you know, their, their – executing at a higher level on the offense because he's taking he's standing longer in the pocket there when then you, you get to a point in the season where he's not taking those sacks and you see it like a dip into the yeah, offense 100%. and then now it looks like and then now it looks like the last three or four weeks or so like he's just he doesn't know what he's saying
0: no um, totally and, and Derek I like, gotta let you go because we're up against the clock but I appreciate yep. the call thanks uh Derek listen in Arizona on the free odyssey app uh and also shout out to Derek's baby in the background uh or whichever baby is in the background of Derek. i don't i don't want to make any assumptions anthony maybe he's maybe he's at a gas station somewhere and there's a child in a car nearby maybe he's
3: that is a loud baby if
0: so yeah i don't know <laughs> that's probably Derek's baby anyway shout out to Derek and his baby uh when we get back we will go around the nfl we'll, we'll spend much more time as the week goes talking about the decision, and obviously tomorrow on the show, we expect Rivera to reveal it. Uh, might wind up happening during Russell's show. It just depends on how long practice goes tomorrow. So we will discuss uh, what, what they should do and what Ron ultimately decides to do tomorrow, but we go around the NFL next on the Hoffman Show. It's the Hoffman Show on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app. Anthony, I feel like the breaks are shorter today.
3: Yeah, I didn't realize that break was that short. <laughs> that, that was very oh, that was Okay,
0: that, was, that actually was shorter. Y-
3: yeah, that one was definitely shorter. I think the ones at the end of the hour, a little
0: longer. A little, a little longer? Okay. Yeah. I was just like, we're back. Yeah. Ta-da! We're back. Uh, we're here till 645. A little bit more than an hour from now. Uh, Wizards Magic Tonight at Capital One Arena. Uh, Dave Johnson will join us at 6.15 before he and Glenn take over at 6.45 for the radio party. Uh, We got a ton of uh, games this week, actually. We literally have a game every night here on the Team 980. You got Wizards Magic tonight. Wiz play again tomorrow, and then they play the Nets on Friday. And then Thursday, Maryland and Coppin State. Yeah, buddy. We are done at 6.30, the 30-minute pregame show before a 7 o'clock tip for the Terps on thursday uh so means we should get right to it then shall we uh first of all uh, i did want to say anthony uh derek is uh, actually not a uh audio or odyssey app listener he's a youtube watcher and uh he commented on the youtube stream that that was indeed his baby
3: (laughs) thank you for the confirmation thanks rick we we, we
0: were definitely curious thanks then we definitely we definitely needed that and now we go around the nfl all right uh god there's so many games spread out over a couple of days this is such a weird time of year for it uh once college football ends and the nfl's like oh cool it's like uh you know sometimes when my wife gets out of bed in the morning i like starfish and i'm like oh look i have the whole bed now that's what the nfl does to weekends it's a weird analogy felt a little i felt a little uncomfortable making it but you know what i mean uh, Saints and Rams Thursday night. Uh, we talked about this one briefly. Uh, obviously, Rams get the win, 30 to 22. Held on after a late surge by the Saints. Rams have been cooking as of late. Stafford over 300. Kyron Williams over 100. Puka Nakua nine catches, 164, and a touchdown. And a correct pick for your boys. Uh, Bengals and Steelers on Saturday. <laughs> I told you, Anthony. Go ahead and say, I told you so. I told you so. I did. I did. I said, this is the very dumb game. Yep. The very silly Steelers always win. They look dead. They look toast. They're finally going to be under 500. Tomlin's finally going to have a season where he's under 500. Tomlin's going to get fired. The Bengals look great. Jake Browning looks like a revelation or not. Or the Steelers will smoke the Bengals. They'll put up a 30 piece and win 34-11. Yeah. What?
3: Didn't really make sense. Uh, T. Higgins did what I thought he was gonna do. You know, he he showed up. And Five showed for
0: out. 140.
3: Yeah, I mean that that's that's pretty good. I mean they need a little bit more, but um, yeah. Shout out to the the Steelers. Mason Rudolph. Rudolph. Oh, my God. 17
0: for 27, 290, two touchdowns, no picks. Both the touchdowns to George Pickens, including an 86 yarder.
3: Yeah. uh, One of my friends, he's a Steelers fan, and uh, he seems to think players get open more when, you know, Mason Rudolph's at QB because for Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky, just didn't happen. And uh, I, I don't know if there's merit to it, but he's a Steelers fan. So who knows? George Pickens definitely had a huge game. Um,
0: yeah, I mean maybe, but it's probably the, when people say things like that, I'm like, do you watch the All 22? <laughs> you know, he probably it, doesn't. Pro- probably not. You know, you know what he probably does do? See balls get completed, and you want to know what that probably means? The quarterback's throwing with more anticipation, a la what is happening here with Jacoby Brissett. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bills, Whoo! had to had to hang on uh, to yeah. beat the Chargers, the lowly Chargers, the don't have a coach anymore Chargers, only oh, have an interim coach. Chargers, uh, 24 to 22. Another turnover for Josh Allen, but he does also account for three touchdowns. And James Cook, another 20 carries, 70 yards in the win. Big night for Gabe Davis. Four catches, 130, and a touchdown.
3: What's happening to Stefan Diggs? Did you see the tweet where he's gone like nine straight games Without a under? under? Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's crazy. I, I mean, teams are definitely loading up on him. Uh, other guys are stepping up. And the thing is, it's not like the Bills have been terrible. They haven't been at their best. I think they are at their best when he's involved. Yeah. But it happens. I mean, Stephon Diggs is what? How, how old is he now?
3: He's in like year... This he's, is year nine for him, I think. Yeah,
0: he's 30. I mean, and I hate to say it as someone who's 33 and going on 34 ugh, in a couple of months here. Um, Sorry, to everyone who's older that is listening. There's like, what am I, dead? Um, But like in the NFL, when you hit 30... I mean, even, even all of us who have hit 30. Like you're not quite as quick as you used to be. You're not quite as fast as you used to be. Now... You hope that that mentally you're able to make up for it. You understand the timing, the rhythm. But like he is at a point at 30, which is crazy, where he's past his physical prime. That's that's the NFL. It's cruel, cruel world, cruel business. It doesn't mean he can't be a really excellent receiver for another four or five years. Play till he's 34, 35, by all means. But is he going to be Stephon Diggs, the guy every week? No. And he'll have weeks where he wakes up to to quote the old Baker Mayfield. I don't know. I just woke up feeling dangerous. Like, you have weeks like that. I have days where I f- wake up and I feel amazing. And then there's the rest of the days. And, you know, that's that's life in your 30s. Still worth it. I love my 30s. But I'm also not an NFL football player who's got to perform on demand every Sunday.
3: Yeah, hopefully he figures it out. You know, the the playoffs are definitely rolling around and uh, they're
0: going to kneel. Let's put it this way. If I am game planning for the Bills every week, I'm not like, oh, we don't have to worry about Diggs. He's still damn good. So it's it's just does he have the production week in week out, and uh, hasn't happened in a bunch of weeks. Uh, this one I thought I had right, apparently I didn't. Falcons twenty nine, Colts ten. Heineke, uh, nice little day two twenty nine and a touchdown. I mean the biggest thing for him, it compared to how he plays when he's good or bad slash how Ritter had played, he was clean, no turnovers, no picks, no fumbles. Just did what he needed to do. Kept the train on the tracks. Got the ball in the hands of the playmakers. Bijan, 12 carries for 72 yards. I mean, the efficiency there. Crazy. Six yards a carry. Algier, 7-7 seven, seven a carry on nine carries. They rushed for 177 total. I mean, this is when the Falcons are at their absolute best. You have 12 carries for Bijan, nine for Algier, seven for Patterson. Uh, Taylor had two for 10 yards. And ultimately, it's 30 carries, 177, 5'9 per. And that's another, you know, seven catches for Bijan. So you get him 20 touches, basically. That's how you do it.
3: Greg, this is one of those contingency picks that did not go your way this week. You said Atlanta, if JT does not play, he ended up playing. And uh, you could have been undefeated. Oh no, no no the commanders you would have got uh you
0: I got was guys. really good on Sunday uh, during the day things the moment I texted you I think things turned downhill yeah uh but that's what I get for for bragging but yes I thought okay well damn I should have just went with the Falcons and been like you know what now that they got rid of their quarterback problem I'll probably be fine whoops anyway the Falcons won they're seven and eight they still have a chance to win in the NFC South because that division stinks. Seahawks 20, Titans 17, truly hanging on for dear life. Uh, Seattle able to run out the clock in this one. Uh, Their defense on the field, keeping someone in balance to let the clock run out at the end of this one for Tennessee. Uh, Tannehill played in this game uh, with Levis banged up, uh, but got out-dueled by Geno Smith, 227, two touchdowns. Nice little bounce-back day for Derrick Henry. 19 carries, 88 yards, touchdown, and he threw for another one because that's a thing he does a couple times a season. Uh, But Seattle able to bounce back after a rough start to this game, 14 points in the fourth quarter, and a victory.
3: Yeah, uh, it was good to see Tannehill back out there, but it didn't result in a a W for the boy. Um, Tannehill's going
0: to be the next Flacco. He's just going to be a backup for the next nine years, even though he's already in his mid-30s. And some, you know, in, in, what are we in, 2024 almost? In 2029, Ryan Tannehill is going to win a football game late in the season, and we're going to be like, I thought he was toast five years ago. Remember when we got replaced by Will Levis? But I, I feel
3: like Flacco sort of kind of has more of the upside just because he has a stronger arm than Tannehill.
0: Tannehill's um, just, Tannehill's arm's not as, like, he's got that weird throwing motion. Yeah. But, like, the dude was a top 10 pick after barely playing quarterback because yeah. he had so many physical traits.
3: Yeah, I think you put him around a solid team. He could definitely come in and build some teams out. I, I, I like the comparison.
0: Like Tannehill, Tannehill yeah, I, I think Flacco's the better player, but yeah. um, Tannehill's going to be around for a while because he's just smart and he knows how to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but not win many games, which is why they're 5-10 and 10 and you know they lost on Sunday. Lions 20, or sorry, Lions 30, Vikings 24. Amazing, amazing story for the Lions who survive a 411-yard two-touchdown day from Nick Mullins in part because Mullins also throws four. Yes, count them. One, two, three, four interceptions. I mean, just a wild stat line. You, You hear a stat line like that, Anthony, and you figure, oh, he must have thrown the ball 80 times. No, he had 36 attempts. 22 of 36, and somehow in that 22 of 36, he threw for 411 yards, two touchdowns, four interceptions.
3: That is insane. It's crazy. 36 attempts is is crazy.
0: Third, I mean that's not like a crazy number. It's a crazy number to have four picks and 411 yards. Yeah. What he uh, does. Yeah. Uh JJ 6 for 141. Mm-hmm. Osborne had a beautiful touchdown catch as part of his five for 95. Unfortunately, the big loss for the Vikings here on top of dropping back below 500, TJ Hawkinson, who had four catches, 58 yards on the day, torn ACL, torn MCL out for the season, and likely, obviously, most of next year as well, Um, considering how late we are in the season, be a heck of a lift for him to get back for the start of next season. Meanwhile, on Detroit's side, happy party celebration, Goff. 30 for 40, 257, a touchdown to Amon Ra St. Brown, who had 12 for 106. Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery, both over 50 yards apiece, 55 and 80, Montgomery and Gibbs. And for the Detroit Lions, it is the first division title since 1993. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, yes, boys and girls, that is the first Detroit Lions division title of Anthony Haney's life.
3: It is indeed. It's been 30 years?
0: 30. Good they, made the, they were a wild card team a couple of times in the 90s with Barry Sanders. Yep. They This is their first division title since, and with Stafford. I mean, they had Stafford and Calvin Johnson. They had some decent teams in there. They were mostly terrible. They had a couple of decent teams. Never once won the division.
3: Is this their first in their franchise?
0: since Since 1993. Wow. Yeah. So this is their first NFC North title. First one since realignment.
3: Hey look, that's why uh, records are meant to be broken. Shout out to Dan Campbell, leading those guys putting awesome. this unit together and getting the job done. The right? post game was
0: great too. He uh-huh. he goes, "Where where where's the old guard?" He pulled up the guys who had been there the longest, who had suffered the most and was like, "This one, you know, we're going to do this again. Every one of these is special, but this first one, this one's for you guys." And I hope <laughs> he's right. I hope he's right cuz they're building it the right way in Detroit. Um, that's certainly an organization. I know we've all talked about Ben Johnson, but between Johnson and some of the people in their front office there, that's one of the organizations I think that the commander should be looking to poach from and model how they built it after. They have a very clear vision of what it means to be a Detroit Lion and, it, and it's front office down to coaching staff, down to players, and they've done a really excellent – they've done it the right way, and it shows you that the right process will lead you to good results if you actually follow it uh, for the right amount of time. Uh, on the opposite end of that scale is the Jets and the Commanders. What a poop show this was. We've talked about it all show long. 30-28, to 28, the Jets win. Commanders come back behind Jacoby Brissett. You all know the drill. Uh, and Anthony and I were both dumb enough to pick Washington.
3: I mean, the thing is, Craig, this was a game that appeared to have been lost early that we had won that we gave away. That's how I see it
0: yeah it's it really is embarrassing you played the most embarrassing half of football that a team has played in forever where your defense gives up explosive plays your offense is something beyond inept self-destructive your special teams just has a total goober fest i mean i love jameson crowder Uh, he's he's my guy i i enjoy talking like professionally speaking he's my guy like I've I've known JC since he was drafted. It was it was hilarious earlier this year. I told the story of one of the postgame locker rooms when he first got here, where like we kind of did that like, Hey, I know you. Yeah. Hey, a familiar face. Because I don't I'm not out there every day anymore. I don't know most of the guys on the team in the way that I used to when I was a familiar face when I was on the beat. And Jameson, like, he didn't know anybody. He'd just gotten back. So, like, of course he knew Kine because everybody that's been here for a quarter century knows Kine. Um, but outside of John and like Michael Phillips. He was like, hey, I know you. And so we caught up and it was great. And like, I, he's such a great, like a genuinely great human being. Um, what? And he would be like, I don't know what happened there. He tried to like switch, switch hands in the ball and it just, ah. Yeah. Wacky. Good bit. return, too. Yeah, I know. That's the worst part. It's not like that happened on a two yarder and just like bad to worse. It was like, hey, you had the return that probably could have helped turn the game around. Yep. And instead, it, it just continued down the spiral. Uh, meanwhile, Packers 33, Panthers 30, way closer than the experts thought. Bryce Young starting to turn things around a little bit. 312 yards, two touchdowns for the number one overall pick in the loss. Jordan Love, two more touchdowns to add to his excellent total this season. 17-28, 219. Again, not major yardage, but efficient. Doesn't turn the football over finds ways to make plays in the end zone. And, oh, by the way, Aaron Jones does his part. 21 carries, 127 for him.
3: Yeah, I'm definitely glad to see uh, Bryce Young turning things around, but if I'm a Commanders fan and I'm thinking about next year and us having to undergo what the Panthers have gone through.
0: I don't think that we're going to have to.
3: I hope we don't, Craig. Their
0: roster made ours look insanely
3: good. I mean
0: like their number one receiver is Adam Thielen. And I know Terry's not Jamar Chase. Yeah. But Terry's really good. Yeah. Adam Thielen was really good Mm -hmm. when he was a number two paired with Justin Jefferson or Stephon Diggs. Yeah. Their number one receiver is Adam Thielen. They have a porous off like they genuinely have a terrible offensive line. Yeah. They have the offensive line many Commanders fans think they have. Okay. Well, hey, look. They have I, some decent defensive players. I feel better there. Burns is good, although he's probably leaving in free agency. Yeah, they got some
3: ballers over there. They do. For sure.
0: They do. Um, and if they can get the right coach eventually, maybe they can turn some things around because Tepper's going to pay for stuff. But how about a plan and stick to it? Uh, Browns, Texans, Browns. Oh, 36-22 victory. Flacco, 368, three touchdowns, two picks. Amari Cooper, one of the best games you'll ever see from a receiver. Man. 11 catches, 265, two touchdowns. This is why, like, we are seeing why the Browns front office might have two GMs. Like, two guys, two, I should say two people, because one of them could be the first female GM in the history of the league. Two two different people in that Browns front office that are very likely to get GM jobs this offseason if not 3 uh, that will three separate people that will interview for gm jobs around the league what they have built there the resiliency they have stefanski should be the coach of the year like the fact that they're 10 and 6 or whatever they are what are they 10 and 5 yeah, 10, uh, and 10 and five. 5 yep with what they've dealt with not just at quarterback but all over the roster Running like back. Go, going like, into cool. going into uh Thursday night football against the jets dude they're without like Legitimately, I think, 20 day one starters. Oh, some linemen. Yep. Linemen, quarterback, obviously. And, like, I'm not sad about the quarterback situation. Like, get what you deserve with Sean Watson. Nick Chubb hate is that. Out. Like, come on. Um, But, like, yeah, Chubb's out. They're – I mean, they freaking – Dustin Hopkins, old, old pal, is their kicker. He got hurt in this game. Their kicker got hurt. That's how banged up they are. Insane. What the Browns are doing? Stefanski is doing a hell of a job, mm-hmm. um, and absolutely deserves to be coach of the year. Jags, Bucks, uh, another t- bad, bad day for Trevor Lawrence. Insult and injury, uh, sprained AC joint, joint. He is doubtful for their upcoming game. Meanwhile, Buccaneers put drop another 30 piece. Baker two touchdowns. Uh, Rashad White a touchdown as well. And it just shows you, too, by the way, like, it is worth sticking to running the football. And I know the Buccaneers were up in this game, so the game flow helps you out as well. But, like, the Bucs just were like, we don't care. We are, you know, Rashad White, 20 carries, 39 yards. Chase Edmonds, 10 for 25. They couldn't run it, but they got up in this game early. And they were like, we're just going to run out the clock and make C.J. Bethard beat us. And, uh, spoiler alert, C.J. Beathard didn't beat him. The Bucks, Good game management.
3: We, we, we both, it, it was almost a unanimous. We already expected the Bucs to go out here, whether Trevor played or not. And I'm rooting for the Bucs, Craig. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for these guys. I hope they keep getting the job done. I'm looking forward to uh, how they finish the season.
0: Bears suddenly 6-9 and nine on the year, 27-16. Yes, uh, as Justin Fields has another another confounding outing. Some stuff where you look, watch him, and he's just electric. I mean, he's got a 39-yard uh, scramble, and this one is uh, part of a nine for 97. Yeah, he had 97 yards rushing, 15 and 27 touchdown pick. Some of the throws. There was there was a point in the game where he makes like this ridiculous throw to get them into the deep red zone, and then he makes a ridiculous and a bad way throw on the next throw. You're just like, uh, okay, cool. You just gave the ball to the other team. Great job, Justin. But they, I mean, the Bears have been consistently scoring. They put up 27 here. I think they have an interesting decision to make this offseason. I think ultimately you can't, if you have the number one pick via Carolina, you can't pass up on a generational prospect if that's what Caleb Williams is in your mind. But I think at the very least for Chicago, they have successfully rehabbed Justin Fields' Fields trade value. Like, I think there's a team that will give up a second or a third for him. Depending on what, if you have to pay him, uh, like, with immediately and, like, how that pans out. But I could see a, at least a third for him.
3: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, definitely when he's played this season, you know, they, he, they've he they shown that they can score um, early in the season. It's the defense that was holding him back. And now, you know, there's he, he got back healthy, and they're starting to, like, figure things out. So the Bears are definitely going to have a um, – a weird situation come. Do you
0: do you, know. do you keep fluce
3: The defense looks good, man.
0: I would I would probably keep him. I, I,
3: I think I keep, especially if I go ahead and, and win the next two Getsy weeks. I might keep at this
0: point. They're they're OC. Yeah. I mean I don't know. It just depends on how you think he fits again with, with
3: Fields. They've shown their ability to score. The defense has turned around since Montez gotten there. So I don't I, I like what fluce is cooking right now. They're ending the season on a strong note.
0: Yeah, I tend to agree with that. Dolphins 22, Cowboys 20. This was kind of the game we thought it would be. Both teams come out, play pretty well. Dolphins ultimately pull it out, which is what I thought would happen. Yep. You were you were on the other side of it. Um, but the Dolphins, you know, they finally beat a good team, as long as you think the Cowboys are a good team. And if not, then quit moving the bar on the Dolphins.
3: <laughs> I believe in the Dolphins now. They, 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 yeah, they, they have a real
0: chance this weekend because they beat the Ravens.
3: But. They, they finally beat a good team. I don't think they beat the Ravens. I think the Ravens are the best team in football. Uh, But we'll get to those teams later.
0: Yes. Uh, Let's actually move quickly so we can get to those teams. Patriots 26, Broncos 23. I got nothing to say on that other than thanks, Patriots, for winning and moving the commanders up in the draft order. Raiders, Chiefs, Raiders 20 to 14 victors. I mean, this was another wacky game, but I actually think something that's interesting from this game, Anthony, like if they had just caught the footballs that Patrick Mahomes threw to them the entire year, the Chiefs would have been fine. I think Mahomes is starting to press a little bit in the way that Sam is pressed. Yep. Where he, there are times where you watch Travis Kelsey on your screen, seemingly wide open, and you're just like, dude, just throw it to Travis. Take, the, don't go. You know, go. Does Alex Smith need to come pay you a visit? You can't go broke making a profit. <laughs> and I think Mahomes, because he feels like he's got to make stuff happen. One, you saw playoff Pat where he ran a lot more, and I would not be psyched about that if I was Andy Reid. I'd be like, you save playoff Pat for the playoffs there, buddy. It'll be all right. And two, I think he's trying to push the ball down the field a little bit too much, and he needs to just take what's there. I think for the first time, really in his career, Mahomes' play is hurting them a little bit. Now, he's also doing other stuff in different points of the game that is elevating them. He makes insane plays that saves you every single game. But, but I think down in down out he's got to recalibrate a little bit, start taking some of the shorter stuff, and and just live with the easy stuff and and know the deeper stuff will come eventually. Yeah, gotta stay patient.
3: I, yeah, I think they also just gave away the game as well. The the fumble, the the pick six. Totally. The, the, those hurt, but also to your point, he is pressing. He does need to you know just take what is there.
0: They are still capable if they can find it offensively their defense is playing outrageous i mean they won uh the raiders did 20 to 14 scoring zero offensive points exactly like no touchdowns no no offensive touchdowns two field goals and two defensive touchdowns uh giants eagles uh eagles 33 uh 25 winners i mean this was an interesting game uh but we're out of time and i'd rather talk about ravens 49ers yep This was a weird game, Anthony, because I thought for the entire first half, the 49ers were playing better down in, down out, but they kept making critical mistakes, Mm -hmm. and the Ravens kept making plays. And it shows you that while, yes, the process of down in and down out football is really important, and that's what the Ravens did in the second half and just were the better team straight up, the, the ability to make a play, is probably the most important thing in the NFL. And, I mean, the Niners were driving it down their throats in that first drive, and then Kyle Hamilton makes a play. 49ers get back. They start getting some yards, getting some chunks. McCaffrey's going. Samuel's going. Kittle's wide open every play. Ayuk is making plays. Purdy's dealing. Get another play. And eventually, when you make the plays, the other team will start to panic a little bit, and the 49ers lost it, and then ultimately, like, the Ravens just pounce to make a couple of back-to-back plays, and they are up 29-12 in the blink of an eye to start that third quarter, and they never look back. But I, I think if I'm Kyle this week and I'm like, hey, if we play those guys again, I feel good about it. Yep. Um, and if I'm Harbaugh this week, I go, hey, way to make plays, and that's how we're going to win games. we got to keep making plays.
3: Yeah, I felt as though the, uh, the Ravens were going to win this game. I think, again, Super Bowl preview, I think the 49ers capitalized on the uh, on their miscues and the uh, in their rematch, hopefully in the Super Bowl.
0: Uh, all right. So when we get back, Anthony will tally up the records. Uh, we'll give them to you real quick, and then it is time for our pick six before Dave Johnson joins us at six fifteen on the Hoffman Show.